Oh, please give me something good. Oh, I got more Aries. Okay, that's fine. I like them. Train. Guys, I am so fucking addicted to this game. It is um, Marvel's Puzzle Quest. Um, I am ashamed of how addicted I am to this game. And also, I am ashamed of um, the actual gameplay. Because I always give my mom shit. And I always give my um, Robin's mom, I give her shit for being super addicted to Candy Crush. But really, all this game is, the Marvel's Puzzle Quest, it's Candy Crush, but uh, Marvel-themed. So, I'm a fucking sucker for anything Marvel. And really, this game is just super freaking addicting. Um, the, the more you play, you can unlock characters, and then they have supers. So it's basically a, um, a team-based game where you pick your team, and then you're against the computer or versus other... Um, people, I think, I haven't tried the versus part yet, but, uh, you are, you pick a team of, like, three characters, and then they all have, um, so like in Candy Crush, you, you, three or more of the same colors, you match them together, and then you get, um, power-ups, or, or something like that, they're, you know, they disappear, and then, and then, um, in this game, when you make them disappear, they, uh, that corresponding color goes to the meter for a character. So let's say I have Hulk, um, Iron Man, and I don't know, Thor on my team. Hulk has uh, a green meter. So if you match um, greens together and make them you know, explode or disappear, that green will go to Hulk's meter. And once Hulk's meter is full, um, he can do a special move. So it's basically like you match different colors to on to do uh, different character special moves and in that once you do the special moves they in turn damage the opponent so it's kind of like a a role-playing game slash fighting game because there's meters and there's strategy a little bit of strategy involved and also um just candy crush obviously and also with that your enemy or your opponent is playing off the same board as you so if you um, set up like a five color combo thing. So if you can get five colors on your on your next turn, the computer or your opponent is going to get it first. So you got to think like, oh, I have to think two steps ahead. If I move it here, they can get this, and I don't want them to get that. So I have to move it here, so they'll do this, and then I can do this. So it's it's a little bit of strategy involved. Not not too much. Not too mind bending. But it is, it is a really fun game. Again, it's called Marvel's Puzzle Quest. Um, it's not a commercial for them. It's not a commercial for... It's not some sort of ad for, uh, you know, for the game. I just really like it. And I'm, and I'm super addicted to it. For the past maybe two weeks or so, um, I've been doing nothing but playing this game as much as I can. Um, especially at home. Um, and, you know, just uh, when I'm just bored, I just bring out my phone or bring out my tablet and I start playing it. But, um, oh, uh, you know what? Speaking of, first of all, I forgot. Welcome to another episode of Just a Little Sip. I am your host, Joe Arceo. Um, we've already gotten the, uh, the podcast or this episode started. Um, as always, my lovely dog is asleep on the couch. Um, Robin will not be joining us tonight. She is at work, but it's going to be, uh, just me and you tonight, guys. So, um, 
Hope you like it. But again, uh, Marvel's Puzzle Quest is just super fun, super easy to play. There's, you know, it's and it, you know, there's explosions and and um, lasers, choo, 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 choo. and uh, you know, machine guns. And then there's also the Hulk just screaming out of nowhere, clapping and shit. And um, it's just so much fun. And I like the fact that I can collect more people, more characters. Um, and, you know, the more you play, the more characters you get, but then you have to unlock things, and it's just, it's a grind, but it's a good grind. Um, but uh, speaking of phone apps, um, I know I haven't touched on this subject in a while, but um, Pokemon Go, how about it? Uh, yes, yes, your boy still plays Pokemon Go, I have not abandoned that game. I know I haven't commented on it in a couple of weeks, but yes, I do still play Pokemon Go. Um, every morning when I take Storm out for walks, you better believe I have Pokemon Go out. Get my daily Pokestops, get my catch my daily uh, Pokemon. Um, and then they recently, well, not recently, maybe like in the last month or so, they have uh, released or updated the game where you can get the Season 2 Pokemon. Um... And can I say with the Season 2 Pokemon, they are ass. They are butt, hair butt ugly. They they are, it's like, take Season 1 Pokemon, you know, originality, they look cool. But then, then Season 2, it's just like they said, fuck it, I don't care, I'm going to start drawing with my non-dominant hand, and I'm going to see what happens. It's just, it's just so, so lame this season. Like everyone's, every everything's a goddamn bug, or everything is uh, just a another version of a season one Pokemon. It's like it's like where's your where's your originality at? Where's where like there? Yeah, there's an owl named Hoot Hoot, but he's garbage ass. Like friggin' does nothing and and uh uh if I hate catching them. And then the this season's Ratatas are uh. Goddamn, like weasel flying squirrel things that when you evolve them, they turn into goddamn ferrets or some shit that do nothing. The only reason why I kind of like season two is because I'm finally getting a lot of Rhydons, and I'm a finally, um, I finally evolved uh, a couple Rhinehorns actually, and they're really strong. And again, those are season one Pokemon. I don't, I don't give a fuck about any season two Pokemon. I even evolved uh, one of my Scythers into a Caesar. Which is like just a broke ass version of a Scyther because he's supposed to cut stuff, but he has like round claws and not 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 knives for claws or knives for hands like a Scyther. He has like round crab like claws, but in the show he's supposed to still cut things like they're a knife. Like bullshit. He's not cutting anything with those round dull dull ass crab grapper claw things. Fuck that. Fucking hate this new season. The only reason why I still play it is because I just still want to get like my Dragonite, and uh, I still want to get, you know, I got a Blastoise, but I still want to get like an Ivysaur and a a Charizard, you know, all those cool ones, Um, and Lapras. I don't even have a fucking Lapras yet, but you know, fuck this season, goddamn. And then also the fact that. there's there's new items. So you get a Pokestop of the day, um, and then on 
on the seventh day, your seventh Pokestop, you get a uh, special item. Um, basically, it's just a way for other uh, Pokemon that used to not evolve um, are able to evolve. Um, let's say in Season 1, there's Onix, the, the big rock Pokemon. But then there's also a... Um, a uh, what do you call it? An item that makes allows you to evolve that Onyx into a Steelix, which is basically just another version of the goddamn Onyx. It's just all it is. It's just a the uh, copy, a broke man's version of it. Goddamn it! And you know, and then yeah, these these some of these um, items they're 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 cool. I mean, like you can evolve um, again the Steelix, which is like a, a an Onyx that's twice the size. Um, but one one Pokemon that I evolved, I had a uh, one of these. Um, what the fuck are they called? Uh, hold on, I'm bringing it up now. Hold on, it's called the King's Rock. Basically, it looks like a crown. So um, you can evolve a Slowpoke into a Slow King with this King's Rock, which is fine. It's just basically a Slowpoke with a goddamn crown on it. Um, you know, again, no fucking imagination with this goddamn second season. Ugh, it makes me mad. And then, and then, and then, all of a sudden, you're, like, catching, like, de-evolved versions of Pokemon. Like, there's Clefairy, there's Clefable, and then it's first, first stage Cleffa. What the fuck is a Cleffa? It's like they just gave up on being original. Like, oh, you know what? We'll take this garbage-ass Pokemon, and we'll make a smaller version of its, of itself. And, you know... People are going to eat that up. I mean, yes, yes, I'm one of those people. I'm definitely still playing this game. But yeah, I, I just don't like the unoriginal Pokemon here. Um, where is this goddamn... Okay, so I use the the uh, King's Rock to evolve my um, one of my Poliwhirls, or Poliwags. Hold on, I got to get it. Poliwhirls into... Um, so, okay, so there's, season one, there's three stages to a Poliwag. Poliwag, Poliwhirl, and it's Poliwrath, his third and final stage. But now, in season two, with the help of the King's Rock, um, you can evolve the Poliwhirl into a Politoad, which is fucking bullshit, this goddamn Politoad, because of the fact that if you know anything about Poliwhirl, uh, or Poliwag, it's blue, and it has a spiral on its stomach. Um, and then that theme goes with every single evolution of, uh, Poliwag. Um, Poliwag, he's blue with a swirl, he looks cute. Poliwhirl, he's blue with a swirl, has arms. Uh, Poliwrath, he's blue with a swirl, and he looks pissed. This fucking goddamn Politoed is green, barely a swirl, and looks like a goddamn frog. Get the fuck out of here! Doesn't even, like, he doesn't even have the same color scheme. I mean, I wouldn't be so pissed if it was still blue and also had a big, of, a little bit of a swirl. But no, it's no. There's like no swirl, and he's green and fucking yellow. Are you fucking kidding me, Pokemon? We're ah, ah. And then now, also, uh, I mean, I will say I do enjoy my Rhydons. Their Rhydons are my Rhydons are pretty strong right now. But yeah, I'm looking through my my Pokedex here. Caesar with his bitch assness, but now I get to um, try evolve this Seedra into something with a Dragon Scale, and I don't know what the fuck, you know, it's going to evolve into. It's going to probably evolve into some bullshit. 
And but I mean, I will say I'm I'm able to catch like um this aerodactyl that was you know I don't know if it was in season one, but I got to catch it now, which is I will say kind of cool. And then there's this um this one uh Pokemon called uh Ted Tedisura Ted Tedisura Ted Ted Teddy Tedursa. I don't know. It looks like a goddamn teddy bear. I mean, um, when when you don't see, if you've never seen the Pokemon before, you're it, it turns it's a it's a bit of a, like a um, a silhouette. And when I first saw it, I looked over to Robin like, "Babe, how come there's Nihau Kailan as a Pokemon in here? Because it looks like she like like Nihau Kailan has like buns in her hair, and this this Pokemon had buns and and just." you know, just cute looking, and it's just a goddamn teddy bear, but I will say, it's evolved version, uh, does look pretty badass, uh, Ursaring, 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 I don't know, but he he looks like a big angry bear, and that's cool, I like that, I dig that, so, I mean, overall, I'm pretty... I don't like this second generation of Pokemon. I'd rather just have them give me the uh, 150 of the Season 1 and forget, you know, Marrow and Totodile and Umbreon. I don't give a shit about these other Pokemon. Just give me the first 150. And, and I'll be happy. I'll be happy with the first 150. Just, just some of these other Pokemon, they just don't even look cool. I mean, like, this this fish. This fish here, I'm looking at my Pokedex. Um, Remoraid, 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 Remorad, uh, looks like just, just an ugly, ugly fish. No, no, nothing special about him, he just looks like a fucking catfish, but ugly. Uh, this other fish, Quillfish, oh, Quillfish, can you guess what he has? Or guess what he looks like? He looks like a goddamn pufferfish, cause he got quills on it, ooh, no imagination there. Fuck this game. But, for whatever reason, I still play because I'm a completionist. And I still like to collect stuff. God damn it. Uh, I'm a, I have a weakness for collecting. As you can tell, with the, even the uh, the much better game, the Marvel Puzzle Quest, I like collecting the uh, the characters. I like collecting um, uh, the, the, the comic book characters I can get. Uh, let me bring up that game real quick. And I'll, I'll run through my roster. Um... So with this game, I have uh, again. This is Marvel's Puzzle Quest. I have uh, Agent Coulson, um, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Luke Cage, Storm, Deadpool, uh, Dakin, another Spider Man, uh, Venom, Thor, Black Panther, uh, Black Widow, another Black Widow. Um, these are different versions, if I'm repeating the name, it's because they had different costumes, different versions of the character, um, Juggernaut, Blade, um, Iron Fist, um, Ares, another Iron Man, um, who's this, Captain Marvel, uh, uh, Red Falcon, uh, or not Red Falcon, Falcon, Sam Wilson, um, I have Moonstone, I have Hulk, I have another Black Widow, another Storm, I have Johnny Storm, I have the Human Torch, that's his name, um, I have, uh, what's this guy's name? Um, I'm trying to do it without looking at the character name. Um, Bullseye, Captain America, uh, Hawkeye, 
um, Wolverine, and I also have Magneto. So yeah, there's a plenty of opportunity to get a lot of characters, and you know, I'm as you can see, I'm a completionist, and this is what I like to do. I like to just collect them and and see what different powers they have, and it's it's fun. I really like that game. Um, am I ever going to stop playing Pokemon? To be honest, probably not, because again, I like collecting, and it gets you know, it lets me lets me earn something, you know, while walking, getting off my ass. So that's that's always nice. And then you know, every time you take a step or get some distance, um, you, you you add distance to your egg, and you can hatch eggs. So that's always fun. Um, but yeah, I just I just like right now. I'm really in love with this uh, Marvel game, this Marvel Puzzle Quest, um, a lot more than Pokemon. Just Pokemon has lost some of its luster to me, but not all of it. You know, I still play. Um, but also, just recently, um, Robin and I came back from uh, C2E2 this year. We were there on Friday with um, her cousin Rosanne and a good buddy of ours, uh, Preston. Um, who's Rosie's uh, boyfriend. So the four of us, we had like a big old day-long double date at um, C2E2. Um, you know, we went on a Friday, and it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, mostly people get there on the Saturday and, and Sunday during the weekend and doing stuff. So really going there on a Friday was really refreshing, the fact that um, it, there wasn't, it wasn't fully packed like with people. Um, we had still we still had room to move around and and to walk and not really be it wasn't too claustrophobic. Um, but on on the other hand, also with there being less people, um, there was less uh, less cosplayers. There wasn't that many. There was a few really really good ones, like this guy who did um, Joker was really good. Um, this guy who did Luke Cage, this Luke Cage cosplay was just fucking phenomenal um he basically did uh if you haven't seen the the uh show luke cage let me try to explain it it's luke cage takes takes uh rips off um a door from an suv and uses it as a shield while gangsters are shooting at him so there's bullet holes in the door there's bullet holes in in his hoodie that he's wearing and this guy was cosplaying that scene he he had a um uh, he made his own um, door, car door, and he put, uh, you know, made it look like bullet holes, and he put holes in his uh, sweatshirt, and he looked, I mean, if I didn't know any better, this guy was the actor who played Luke Cage. Uh, I, he just looked just just so much like him. It was, it was definitely spot on. Like, so, it was so good. Um, and, it, you know, there's the different different cosplayers that were there that were really good there was a whole justice league that was there but then um on you know saturday that's when most most of all or mostly people go and also with friday you know um the celebrities they know that it's usually gonna be a slow day so they don't really do anything and they don't uh the panels aren't as abundant well there's a there are panels don't get me wrong but they're not like the high profile panels that there are on Saturday. Uh, the, and then, you know what? I was thinking, before we went, I was thinking that, yeah, we can definitely do, you know, the whole C2E2 experience in one day. Um, you know, you should go to the showroom floor, then do Artist Alley, and then and then do some panels. 
But to be honest, I didn't realize that, no, it's way too big to do everything all in one day, if, if you want to do all three. Um, it, it was really hard for us. We didn't, I want to say we didn't even get through maybe half of the showroom floor. We definitely didn't touch um, Artist Alley because we wanted to go see some panels. Um, but first of all, let me say that, I, you know, I bought some, I bought some cool shit. Uh, I have a weakness for, for art. Um, anyone that does really, really good art, that's an artist, that I, I appreciate it. And, oops, my mic moved. Let me fix that. I appreciate their art, and I also, you know, I want to support it, because uh, I, I was, I'm, I'm not an artist, um, but I do like, I used to like to draw and, and all that, so I do like to support people that have that, 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 have that talent. Um, so I bought some really cool art. I bought um, two really, really cool t-shirts. I'm wearing one of them right now. It's obviously, um, or not obviously, but Hulk's my main guy, so I'm wearing a Hulk t-shirt. Um, also, bought some cool Funko Pops. You know what? These things are starting to get addictive. Like, uh, when I first started buying them, I was just like, meh, you know, I'll get... I'll get one or two characters and then I'm done with them. You know, they're not going to be like an obsession like some people. But when I started collecting them, I'm like, ooh, there's a new one out. Ooh, there's this one out. Ooh, there's this one out. Like, I ended up buying um, a Daredevil one in his red outfit. Um, I already had a Daredevil in his black outfit from the uh, from the show. But no, I had to have one in his red outfit I also ended up buying a Naruto with the, the, the Rasengan, um, where he's jumping in the air, so he's jumping in the air and, like, holding the Rasengan, so that's cool. Um, I bought a Balrog one, um, from Street Fighter. Um, that one I got ripped off, because of the fact that I paid $10 for it, and then I went on Amazon and I saw it, and it was on sale for 3 so fuck. Fuck me. I got, I got gypped 7 bucks. god damn it. Um... But I got that one. I got the uh, Naruto, and then Robin bought me a a another Naruto one, which is the Sage Mode Naruto. So I thought that was really cool because I was saying that I wanted one, um, and you know if I find one, I'm gonna probably buy it. And she saw one and she bought it for me. So thanks, babe. That really means a lot. And I saw that it was on it, it was on sale in the on online for about twenty bucks, and these things usually go for about. For about ten, ten or eleven dollars. So that one, uh, my Funko Pops, I don't keep in the box. But for that one, yeah, I'm gonna keep that one in the box just because it's a little more expensive. Um, let's see here. So I bought that one. Let's see Naruto. I bought Balrog. I bought yeah, I only bought three. I bought Daredevil, and plus the T-shirts and, and art. That's basically what I bought. But um, the next Funko Pops I want to get are like. Um, I, I don't think they make a Guile one, but I want to make, I want to get a Guile. I want to get a Zangief. Um, I don't think they make one of those either, but those, those three characters are my favorite characters in Street Fighter. Um, uh, I just like, I like them. They're my guys. Um, and then also, I want to get a, uh, God Mode Goku. Um, I only have a, a Super Saiyan Goku, but I also want a... Super Saiyan Vegeta, and a God Mode Vegeta. And I think, as far as I can see, that'll, that'll be it until I see some, some really cool ones and some good ideas. Like, 
if they make a One Punch Man, fuck yeah, I want a One Punch Man. Um, I mean, I don't see why not. I don't see, uh, you know, why wouldn't they? They've made Disney ones, so um, I'm waiting, waiting for that stuff. But um, those are the only things I bought. We also bought food, obviously, because we got hungry. But yeah, um, if you're going to go to C2E2, definitely it's going to be um, more than just a one-day affair. Um, have to go to at least two. Let it be a Friday-Saturday or a Saturday-Sunday, but definitely go to the Saturday Saturday date because of the fact that that's when a lot of the um, celebrities are going to be there. That's when a lot of the um, panels are going to be happening. Um, the Stranger Things kids... Uh, were at C2E2, but they were there Saturday and Sunday. They weren't there the day we were there. Um, let's see. Also, like, some of the wrestlers, uh, like uh, Jerry the King Lawler was going to be there Saturday, Sunday. Jim Ross was going to be there Saturday, Sunday. Um, who else? Uh, Jerry the King Lawler, Jim Ross. Uh, mean Gene was going to be there Saturday, Sunday. We missed, we missed all those guys. Uh, Lita. If you don't, Lita, she's going to be there that weekend. Um, but, you know, it's fine. Saturday, Friday was great. I loved it. We ended up watching, or not watching, but sitting in some of the panels. Um, our first panel we saw was for the man himself, the myth, Mr. Jason David Frank. Uh, the green slash white slash, I guess he was a black ranger at some point. But, yes, the green, the, the men... That I know him as the Green and White Ranger, um, Mr. Jason David Frank. Uh, he had a panel. Basically, it was him by himself. He was uh, standing up there and um, told some stories and then had um, basically just a, a Q&A. Um, he had the mic there, and then people were just going to the mic and asking him questions, and it was great. A lot of the questions were like, because um, I, didn't, I didn't know. I don't know much about his personal life. I don't know anything about him outside of the shows, but um, apparently he has his own uh, karate dojos, and he's very serious about teaching his students, and and I think that's really awesome that he's serious about teaching, um, not just, you know, uh, what what is the term now, a mick dojo, where it's, like, you just pay your way through, um, they don't teach you really any skills, they just want your money and then you pay to get your your pay to upgrade pay to to get your different belts um, but he he said um, that doesn't happen at his dojos he they people earn them people earn their their belts earn their ranks and I think that's really cool um, that's the way they all should be unfortunately not all of them earn the ranks there's a lot of schools out there where you just you pay like $300 and then within 18 months you're a black belt. Um, which which is a shame because of the fact that, you know, did you really earn it or did you really just buy it? Um, where like in, in other schools like in uh, like Carlson Gracie Jiu-Jitsu or something like that, something established where um, you could be a white belt for... For months, six months, a year, until they finally like think that you're ready to to move up. Um, they only do they only move you up when you, when they feel that you're ready, and then you know that's that's really cool. Um, so Jason David Frank was really very passionate about that. He's just talking about that, and and one thing that surprised me: some guy went up there and and to ask a question, 
and really one of the questions was, um, hey, I do a, I think he said he does a podcast of some kind, like, you know, like this one, but then he goes, I would love to do an interview with you, and, you know, that would be great. And he goes like, yeah, that's no problem. We'll set it up. Talk to my assistant, Nicole. Nicole was in the crowd. He goes, wave your hand, Nicole. Okay, go see her, and then we'll set up this interview. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. Is it that easy? You just, really, you just ask, and, and, and it'll be given. You don't need, like, a publicist. You don't need a booker. You don't need... Uh, for you know, you don't need to to to. I don't know if he was he's going to be asking for money for this interview, but it's just it's just that easy. You just sit there and ask them. Then then you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just spam emails like, Hey man, I do this podcast. I would love for you to do this podcast. Hey man, I do this podcast. I would love for you to do this podcast with me. Um, hey man, I do this podcast. I would love to interview you for this podcast. Like just Skype them. Oh, that'd be so sick. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't know it was that easy. But, um, I mean, I don't know if if they talked to each other beforehand and set it up, but it seemed like it was just a spur-of-the-moment thing. And, you know, I just need to get on that and I start asking people. Um, I would love to have, like, Chris Hardwick or, or oh, if I, if I can have Kevin Smith on this podcast, I could probably die a happy man. But, I mean... The man's busy, and I don't. I don't think he has time for a little podcast like mine. Um, but I would love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't. I didn't fucking realize it was that simple. I thought you had to know people uh, rather than just go out and asking random, you know, randomly at times. Um, so that that was that. The Jason David Frank panel was really, really sweet. Um, he just he just seemed like a cool guy. Just. Just, just a regular dude that just got really lucky doing doing something that he loves doing, and that's like martial arts and and acting. And you know, fucking good for him. Just seems like a good dude that 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 was um, that found himself in a good spot. He also talked about uh, CM Punk. Um, I guess they were in the green room, and then CM Punk was talking shit about him. And then when they finally met, like he didn't say he didn't say anything. And this is according to, to Mr. Frank. This is not my account. This is what he was telling. Um, and he was saying like, "Hey, uh, why don't we and why don't we just fight?" Like, uh, if you didn't know, Jason David Frank, Mr. Mr. Green Ranger, he is also an MMA fighter. Um, I think I want to say his record is two and one professionally. Uh, but don't quote me on that. But I want to say he's got two wins and one loss. I think that's what it is. Whereas um, CM Punk only has one fight, and it's uh, and he didn't he didn't win it. He didn't win it at all. He he got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked bad. Um, so the fact that um, he was talking shit to Mr. Frank about you know he's not a real fighter and shit. I'm like, come on, man! You only got one fight and you lost. This dude's got a couple fights, and he's he's won he's won majority of them, if not all of them. Uh, so he was saying, like, you know, let's just make it happen. Let's this is the fight people want to see. Um, I'm willing to fight you. You wanna apparently you want to fight me. So let's just make it happen. Let's go ahead and fight. And I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah, fucking do that. Let's let's see these two fight. I'm I'm down for it. Uh, CM Punk versus uh, uh, CM Punk versus uh, JD Frank. <laughs> um, let's let's do that fight. I'm I'm down to watch. That. I'm down to watch that. Uh, if it's not in like UFC, that's fine. If it's in like a smaller um, smaller organization, I'll I'll watch I'll watch the shit out of that fight. That should be good. Um, so he was talking about that, you know, how uh, CM Punk was just talking shit, but then didn't want to back it up. And you know how, how like, Jason is like, I'm ready. Like, I have fights under my belt. You, you know, I fought before. You, you're, you haven't before your last fight. And you, let's just face it, you got demolished. Um, so, yeah, I, if that fight happens, great. I would love to see it. Um, and then another panel we saw was probably... One of my favorite panels of all time. It's just, it was the um, everything you want to know about voice acting panel. Um, basically, there was eight people on stage. They and these guys are like established voiceover people. Um, there was the person who who does the voice of Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. There is the guy who now does the voice of Winnie the Pooh. There is David Hayter who does the voice of. Um, Solid Snake, who was on that panel. There was, um, what is his name? I'm going to get his name wrong. Um, but he voiced, uh, Cowboy Bebop. He voiced, uh, so many things. What is his name? Um, Cowboy Bebop. And, like, you, you hear his voice and you immediately immediately recognize it from from like the different um different things that he's done um he did also i think it was cowboy bebop and then there was also big o and what else did he do let me let me try to find him first um where's u.s cast Dead air, dead air, dead air. Stephen Blum. Oh, what a good dude. Yeah. Just a fantastic voice. He just starts he just starts speaking and then you immediately recognize um his voice. He's uh let's see here. Let's just run through some of the things that he's done, huh, shall we? Let's see, does he have an IMDB? Of course he has a fucking IMDB. Let me go to his IMDB. Stephen Blum IMDB. Um IMDB, sorry. So full filmography. Let's let's go here. Um, yes. Oof. Under the actor portion, he's got 655 credits. Injustice, Star Wars, Tangled, Avengers Assemble. Um, oh, he was King the Conqueror. Oh, nice. Batman Arkham VR. Batman uh, Bad Blood. He was Firefly. Um, Call of Duty Revelations. Deus Ex. Uh, Final Fantasy was just fifteen. Um, Justice League versus Teen Titans. Let's see. Naruto Shippuden. Oh, he was a Naruto. He was Orochimaru, Zabuza, the Third, Sukage, and oh, that's awesome. Uh, he was in Star Wars, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutants in Manhattan. He was in Transformers. He was in World of Warcraft. Was this the game? Yeah, he was the game. Um, he was in Batman, Batman Arkham Knight, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. He was? Shit. Uh, let's see here. He was in, 
Hulk, Agents of Smash. I love that show. Uh, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis. Never saw it. Mortal Kombat X. Oh, he was Sub-Zero Reptile. Boo-Ra-Chu. I don't know who Boo-Ra-Chu is, but that's a cool-ass name. Uh, let's see here. He was in Mr. Potty, or Mr. Peabody and Sherman. He was in Ben 10. He was in Call of Duty again. He was in Justice League War. Oh, he was Darkseid? Fucking sick. Uh, Naruto Shippuden. Wow, he's been in a lot of Naruto stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Amazing Spider-Man 2, the video game. Box Trolls. Uh, just a bunch of stuff. A bunch and bunch of stuff. But I recognize him from, mostly from Cowboy Bebop. And one of the questions that someone asked him um, was, Hey, can you just say, see you, Space Cowboy? And when he said that tagline for, for the show, my heart melted. I like, I grabbed my chest, I sunk in my chair. Um, as Robin would say it, I was fangirling pretty fucking hard when, when he said, see you, Space Cowboy. It was, it was truly amazing. Um... Just, just the the way he said it, it's just so great. I just, and then when um, uh, David Hayter was there, he was going in and out of his snake voice, and that's just so amazing because of the fact that he was the voice of many, 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 many hours of my teenage years into my twenty years, where I was doing nothing but playing and replaying. Um, Metal Gear Solid 1, Metal Gear Solid 2, um, Metal Gear Solid 3, um, MGS 4. I was just replaying and playing these games over and over, and and he's he's just voicing my adventure the entire time. So the fact that I can hear him and put finally a face to the man, um, just so, so exciting. Um... Another panel we saw was the voice acting one. Oh, and there was the Michael Cutlass uh, panel. Um, if you don't know, Michael Cutlass is the one who plays Abraham in The Walking Dead. There was his panel. Um, it was a pretty packed panel. I mean, a pretty packed house. But um, I, I saw that not many people were, were willing to ask questions. Um, there might have been maybe... He was up there for an hour. There might have been maybe total six, seven people up there. And then there was a time... He's talking, and there is there is no one else up there. If anything, there's just um, one boy in a wheelchair that was waiting waiting for him to go, um, or waiting for his turn to ask the question. So I'm like, fuck, we need to fill in more time. So I took it upon myself, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get up there and just start talking. Uh, yeah, here we go. So basically, that's what I did. I just got up, went to the line. And I just um, just waited for my turn. Um, I, to be honest, I don't remember what the little boy asked. I believe it was like um, one of those who who do you like better type of questions. You know, it's those aren't very fun. Um, but when it was my turn to get up there, I was very for for whatever reason I I find myself getting nervous. Like my hand was shaking. Um, I don't know if it's because I was going to speak in front of, like, a large crowd, or I'm going to speak, I'm going to actually speak to, um, damn this mic, maybe I should just hold it, um, speak to Michael Cutlass himself, um, but, uh, my question basically was, or my, not my question, but I, I started with a story, I said, um, sir, I want to thank you very much for, for, um, portraying, uh, 
uh, Abraham, you have became or you became my favorite character in the entire series. Um, uh, you, you, wait, what did I say? You have become my favorite character in the entire series. And then since you left, I haven't been invested in this season of The Walking Dead. And then he goes like, yeah, it sucks, right? I'm like, it's terrible. God awful. Um, but, again, thank you so much. And I said, you know, I don't know the business very much, but um, I just assume that you could just sit back and collect checks for the rest of your life. But is there anything that I can uh, look forward to you, to seeing you in? Because for me, you have earned a fan for life. Um, at that moment, I heard some claps in the crowd. I also um, heard some laughing when I said, you know, sit back and collect checks. And then, you know, he was, he probably heard something like that a million times before. But, um, you know, he was very, very nice about it. It's like, thanks, man, that means a lot. Well, you know, and then he started saying, like, he's, he's doing a pilot um, on ABC. Uh, and then, you know, with pilots, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. They either like it and then they run with it for a, a season or less, or, you know, it just dies as a pilot. So um, it's hard to say if we're going to ever see Michael Cutlass on that pilot or, or as a series anytime soon. But, you know, I, I hope he's doing good things, and he's a good dude. He seemed like it, like this, you know, good storyteller, um, and seemed like he was uh, just enjoying himself. But, yeah, then after me, there was no one else asking questions. So it's basically the, um, the host lady kind of chit-chatting for like maybe five or ten more minutes and then and then they just called it quits the um the panel ended and my my fear is that since no one was asking him questions um this might be one of the last times we see him at a panel i would hate to think that but you know him as having star power you know it, it might be fading a little bit because of the fact that he's not in the most recent episodes anymore um, yes, they did have that flashback where he was in there for like maybe five or ten minutes, but, but other than that, you know, he's not part of the cast um, that's repeating, like uh, part of the main cast anymore. So I'm just afraid that maybe this is his last hurrah, like before people forget him completely. Um, after that, after the Michael Cutlass uh, uh, panel, we saw a, a Chicago podcast panel, basically... Um, local podcasters are saying, like, you know, this is how to start a podcast, this is what you need, this is how to do it, and, you know, um, I, I don't know anything. I don't know how to edit, I don't know how to, to get music here. All I do with this podcast is plug a mic into my computer, press record, and I just go. That's it. Um, but these guys were uh, talking about like how to get sponsors, how to get your, how to uh, uh, increase your brand name, how to um, get music, how to how to get people involved. And I, and I was like, wow, this is really good stuff. And I ended up taking notes, and hopefully, I'll be able to implement those notes soon. But um, not for this episode. I'm just going to keep it the way that I've been doing it. You know, that's fine. But I, I love I love the advice that they were giving in in, in their panel. It was really good. Um, they were saying like, be different. The only way to stand out from the crowd of of just two white guys talking is to be not two white guys talking um, and and do and find another 
another topic that that no one else is talking about. Find a find a genre, find a niche, um, or a niche, or whatever you want to pronounce it. Um, you know, if you have a story to tell, tell your story. And you know, I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. I, I need to definitely do that. But you know, again, I think I, I think I'm doing something just a tiny bit different. And rather than doing two white guys talking, I'm just uh, one guy talking. Automatically, that makes me a little bit different, I would think, right? But um, yeah, I just like their advice. I like their attitude. They just say, like, you know, um, just do it. And what's like, you know, and they're also saying, like, you know. Yeah, ask people to be guests. Ask people to make you music. Ask people to do this. If, you know, like, what's the worst that can happen? They say no, and you're just back to where you started. No big deal. And you know what? I always always tell that to people, but it's hard for me to implement that to myself. I always tell people, like, hey, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. And then you're, you're, nothing's different. So I always say that to people, but yet... For me, I find it hard to just implement it to myself for for whatever reason. Let it be insecurities or forgetfulness or Alzheimer's or, you know, me being a dumbass, whatever. But um, I think, you know what, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Just a Little Sip. Um, I want to thank everyone again for, for, for listening, liking, subscribing, um, commenting, um, everything, guys. Keep it up. I love you all. Uh, please go ahead and just... Again, get the word out, like, subscribe, all that jazz, comment. Um, if you've been to C2E2, great. If you haven't, would you like to go? If you have been to different cons, uh, which cons have you been to? Um, really, I've only been to Walker Stalker Con and C2E2, but I would love to keep going to different cons. Um, have you been to the big, the mecca, the mecca of all cons, San Diego Comic Con? I have yet to be there. I have yet to go. I would love to go. But again, that's all the way in San Diego. Um, but yeah, please, if you've went, let me know how it go, how it went. What was your favorite part? What was your favorite panel? Um, were you at C2E2 this year? And I didn't see you. Um, what did you see? Who did was who was your favorite? What did uh, what was going on there? Um, but again, everyone, thank you so much for for listening. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the love. Um, please continue to do that and show some love to uh, my two buddies with their podcast, Preston Brown with his um, Hear These Thoughts podcast. Also to my other buddy, uh, Carlos, with his uh, Journey of a Simple Man podcast. So go ahead and check them out. They're also on SoundCloud. Um, and, you know, show them some love. And, um, yeah, I think that'll be it. So uh, just remember, whenever you're feeling parched, All you need is just a little sip. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. Love you.